The Godfather theme. You know what that means. The sweet, sweet sound of the Godfather means it is time for Godfather. Hello, this is Godfather. We are ready to roll, Mr. Long. Are you doing what you doing right. well? I'm doing I'm doing great. Awesome. Doing great. Awesome. Listeners, my name is Greg Heineke, and with me is Keith Long, my partner in crime. And tonight we are going to talk about transformation, change. And a little bit, you got to touch on the value of a coach. So that will be um, some interesting fodder to, to stick around and, and hear about. Doing, doing well enough, uh, Mr. Long, or do you, do you need to go through some changes, do you think? Uh, I'm in the midst of uh, change always, Mr. <laughs> Are you? And, uh, and I think especially, you know, now that we've been at this uh, pandemic for uh, you know, not going on several months, not quite several, yep. but um, more than a few. I'm I'm beginning to lean into it and uh, kind of just, uh, yeah, I'm seeking and experiencing uh, daily transformation. Yeah. And, and it feels good. I, I like going through growth, um, even when it sucks. Yep. Um, I know that it's uh, doing something uh, positive in the long run. So, yeah, good embrace good i i'm i'm working on that myself i have to um i gotta I gotta get my mental game going we're, we're heading back to school getting ready for all of that um some anxiety from lots of people teachers students families parents etc it's complicated um oh yeah you're you're in the you're in the yeah. fire uh, where, where you are for sure. revving up so maybe i can take away some of the some of the connections tonight but we're gonna put you in the hot seat all right we're going to okay. find out about how, if, if it's true, you said you're constantly changing. Well, according to uh, Leadership Mark Murphy Company, uh, and you can, we'll put this in the show notes, listeners, if you want to take it yourself. We're going to find out um, from 15 questions if Keith is really comfortable with change. Okay. All right, okay. here we go. So there, it's a question with three statements, all right? And you just pick whichever one it is, and they'll give you some feedback. So the first question is, which statement do you most agree with? Making a change means that something has gone wrong. Making a change really doesn't mean anything, good or bad. Or making a change means there's a new opportunity to go after. Uh, the last one. one. Okay. Yeah. Second one, which one do you agree with? I want to improve my current career trajectory. I am currently working to improve my current career trajectory, and I am happy with my current career tra trajectory. Hard for me to say. <laughs> um, I'm looking to improve my trajectory. Make some, make some improvements. All right. Next question. I will leave my comfort zone on occasion. I don't like to leave my comfort zone, or I like... I like to leave my comfort zone. So I will leave it on occasion. I don't like to leave it or you like to leave it. Um, I'll, I'll say on, on occasion. occasion. Okay. Fourth, I like taking risks. I would take a risk if it seemed prudent or I avoid risks. I like taking risks. Okay. Question five, which do you agree with? I occasionally like to be surprised with some variation at work. I'd like to know in advance what will happen at work, or it bores me to know in advance what will happen at work. Um, option one was, was... I occasionally like to be surprised. So, so some variation. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Yeah. 
Yep. Question six. The greatest risk with change is being too cautious or not reaching far enough. The greatest risk is not thinking through every possible contingency or the greatest risk with change is being too ambitious or reaching too far. Ooh. Um, uh, my strategic brain wants <laughs> to answer B, but I, I think it's actually, for me, it's probably that last the one going too Too far. ambitious or reaching too far? That's the one. Now let's go. Let's go with B. That's oh. my. That's I. I. I think. Think it Thinking through. through the the um, possibilities. I know. I had to pause on this one too. Okay. Next question. I undertake career slash business changes that are achievable and realistic. I don't undertake very many career changes, or I undertake career changes that others describe as difficult or arduous. I don't take. I don't have many changes okay. in career. Question eight, I prefer a job where everything is very stable, where it's a mix of some change and some stability, or everything is continually changing. I like mix. a mix. Question nine, most agree with which statement? I like to do tasks and projects that I already know how to do. If I get myself comfortable, I might take on tasks and projects that are nothing like I've ever done before. Or I'm excited to take on tasks and projects that are nothing like I've ever done before. I tend to go that way. Okay. Number three. Number three. Yeah. Question 10. I like the stability that comes from doing things that are tried and true. Or I like the adrenaline rush that comes from doing new things and being on the cutting edge. Or third option is if I am given enough time to get comfortable, I sometimes like to try new things. Adrenaline rush. <laughs> Question 11. Which statement do you agree with? I don't set many goals for myself. I set goals for myself that require me to moderately change and grow, or I set goals for myself that require me to significantly change and grow. Uh, Moderate. Moderately grow. Yeah. Few more. Almost there. Re for research purposes, this is just getting you your feedback. The pace of change at my organization is it too fast, just right, too slow, or not applicable? Uh, just right. Okay, got a couple more to finish these off. Similar to that. How do you feel about your current job for research purposes? You love it. I like it. Tolerable. I dislike it. I hate it. Or not applicable. I love it. I love it. For research purposes, which is the best... Uh, descriptor of your current position. Are you a top-level executive, a mid-level manager, a frontline supervisor, or an individual contributor? Or there's an other, Pastor Keith. Yeah, I'm probably other. Okay. I guess I would probably say if I had to choose, I'd say that frontline supervisor. Okay, I'm going to go with that just because I, I get it. I had to do the similar thing. All right, and uh, this last one here, which function most closely describes your current job? Administration, finance, human resources, IT, marketing, operations, sales, support services, or other. Would you say, I don't know, is, is pastoral work support services? Uh, not in the way that they're talking yeah. about. I'd probably have to say administration. Okay. So let's kick this in here. I have to add some details, which is going to get me more email that I don't want. 
and it the results say that you're an investigator when it comes to change so here's what it what it means investigators like to critically evaluate potential changes and look for opportunities with a high probability for success you don't inherently dislike most changes but neither do you jump at every opportunity to make a change you like to think through every possible contingency with change so that you can successfully undertake the changes that are achievable and realistic and avoid the changes with a low probability of success. Investigators are typically the embodiment of the phrase, look before you leap. What do you think? Boom. I think it's, it's yeah. on. Yep. Yeah. It says, it yep. says a little bit more yep. about you spend your days in a fat. If you spend your days in a fast moving change, happy environment, you are likely to feel frustrated, which is, I don't know. I mean, you kind of, you like things moving, don't you? I, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, again, I, I could, um, I could survive in that environment. I don't know that I would thrive yeah. over the long term in that Which is this next statement, and I think we're both alike in this. If you spend your days in an environment that never changes, you will likely be similarly unhappy. But you will thrive Very. in an environment where there are some changes, so as long as they're methodical, logical, and prudent amount of risk. Yeah, and I, and I think this, um, you know, this is a great uh, example of probably how we I, I guess it's I'm thinking of this in pre-pandemic times. Sure, you know? sure. So, yes, I am. You know, there, especially with that comfort zone question, like, you know, I, I, again, I think there's that normal amount of change that, um, you know, th this question was based in that I'm kind of focusing on. But like, it, you know, I, the radical changes that our world has gone right. through, I don't think anybody's really like, oh, yes, you know, I, I get to wear a mask everywhere. <laughs> like, you know, like, I mean, those that's just like radical, yeah. totally upset the apple cart kind of change our world's going through now. I didn't, you know, factor that kind of thing in, but just like professionally, you know, minded wise and personally, like, yeah, I think that's exactly what I am. And um, that was really good, really good questions. And um, I love the the summary. You'll have to send yeah, me that. Yeah, I, I will. Think, I'll uh, take a screenshot and, and send it to you. And yeah. listeners, if you want to take part in it again, I'll link it and put it in the show notes. So because it's COVID and because Zoom seems to be what we all spend some time doing, um, the segment that we have started is about who's going to be in your Zoom meeting? Who would you like to pull together uh, as a reunion or just to get them to talk, to be a part of some, some dialogue? So, Keith, who is your Zoom meeting with this week? Um, I kind of picked the uh, the Godfather All Stars in my ah. mind. Uh, I, I'm I, the theologians that I have really uh, gravitated towards and resonated with and been inspired by, uh, and so I I'm gathering um, the theologians, authors uh, Rob Bell, Brian McLaren, Peter Rollins, uh, John Selby Spong. Reza Aslan, and I'm having it moderated by Krista Tippett. Oh, wow. Do you have like a whole day to that? There's going to be some deep conversations there. Yes, I want to go deep. I'm in this, uh, my, my transformational phase right now is, is, is kind of, 
uh, going deep within and, uh, you know, just really enjoying and um, the, the stretch uh, that, that accompanies us uh, throughout our lives at, at, you know, particular times. I mean, there's kind of like the, you know, the common stretch that you do. And then there's like that deep stretch yeah. that you do that's, you know, it, it's really, really good for you. It's a little bit more challenging, but man, uh, the fl- flexibility and the endurance you get from those deep uh, stretching periods uh, are just uh, just gold. And so, um, you know, whenever I've immersed myself with any one of these uh, these guys that I've just uh, listed, uh, it's just always so powerful. Um, and then Krista Tippett is such a great question asker. And uh, again, she's she's no slouch herself no. as a theologian. Yeah. Uh, and so, and again, kind of, you know, bringing in a female perspective as well. And so, um, yeah, so that, that's, uh, that's, I think, yeah, you're right. It would have to be like, you know, probably a two or three day long zoom, um, you know, yeah. gathering, you got a conference, you got um, a conference it, going on, right. <laughs> you know, right. Like, and, and, and like, I don't want it just to be, um, me observing these, these guys talking, but I want to be in the action with yeah. them. And like, um, you know, including myself as a theologian with them. Uh, and again, my experience is very different from theirs and, um, you know, probably uh, you know, not as well versed in uh, some of the more scholarly type things. But, you know, again, I'm not so slow, no, no. you know, and I, I'd feel I feel really good about uh, being there and uh, being able to, to kind of yeah go toe to toe and. Um, so would you and just, would you uh, have you know, would you have questions then prepared or would you kind of free flow or would you let Krista? I mean, again, she's she's very good at you know organizing questions and and having structure and having people respond. But I think what I would do is I would send Krista some of my questions and and um, and hopes for what could get discussed, okay. and then I'd let her do her thing in. Um, weaving those in and, uh, you know, lifting it up and, and again, uh, facilitating that conversation so that I could be a full participant without, you know, having thinking of uh, trying to lead the conversation. Nice. Well, uh, yeah, I think that would be a true, a a true, true to God fodder. Um, I, we, we'd come out with some definite fodder head uh, type of, type thinkers and moments and so um, yeah yeah thanks for uh for this uh this segment it was really fun to to kind of go yeah, there and uh, you no that so. is really cool i um I, I tip my hat to you because i'm on the i'm on the more shallow end that's kind of like when we were doing uh the the guest list for our you know our dinner yeah. and such like you you got after it and you had some you were really thinking and I did, I did bring up my game. So my game's pretty low here, <laughs> which, which is fine. It's, it's fine. I feel, I feel good about it, but it's, it's non-comparison. Uh, I got the Empire Strikes Back cast because it, it's 40 years old. Um, okay. Hard for me to believe that uh, I was 10 and I'm, I'm still kind of in that feel good. I, I've had the Wonder Years and we did the Twins um, the last episode. And I just am still in that. It would be just enjoyable to um, bring these these actors, actresses, uh, different people, the director, um, to, to bring them in and just have some some conversations and remembering what had happened. And again, some some of these people have passed carrie fisher is she's no longer alive uh peter mayhew he's he's chewbacca Mm -hmm. 
you know, he's passed away that um, Billy D Williams and some of these guys, I mean, they're, they're quite old. So I, I would mm-hmm. just, I, I like, I don't know if I'd have any questions per se. Uh, I would just like to have them. It, it, it's sort of, they haven't seen one another and they just are rehashing the memory of making this movie. And, and now 40 years later, um, you know, thinking this is at the time, what, what is this movie? What's going on with some of this stuff? They were surprised that the first one did so well. And so, okay, we'll, we'll do another one. And then you had new people join in and it just turned into, I don't know, this crazy thing that is still happening, you know, decades yeah. later. So I would just love this. Would that. you, would you want, uh, now you mentioned the cast, would you want like writers, directors, uh, cinematographers, True. kind of the behind the scenes in there with that? Or do you just want the actors? So I, I think um, if we're really, cause you got those breakout rooms, remember, I, I think what I would probably do is, I, I would like to have those other people, but I wouldn't want to necessarily have them all um, there. They wouldn't have to be there all at the same time. I kind of imagine the old um, Tonight Show where you're on the couch and you're still mm-hmm. there and you just move down and you're not really engaged. Um, you yeah. know, I mean, it would be good to have them have them a part of it, but it would be a very interesting dialogue around the cinematography and, and how this was Lucas's vision, but he did have a different director for um a couple of those movies so those would be interesting conversations as well it would be fun to have a casting director there too yeah to talk about like who didn't get it and you know did your ideas for who and again empire is the second one but um you know like did i did you the the people who didn't make it um did you kind of change towards the ones who did did you still have those other people in mind i don't know all those kinds of things like you know if you're gonna you can still go deep and and take a deep dive on uh on some of this but uh no i think that that would be it would it would be a lot of fun so there's my um again not quite on your level but we'll we'll see what we'll we'll see what happens (laughs) there's always next (laughs) there's always there's always another time So time for some fodder. Time to talk about transformation. Time to look at some coaches. Talk about some coaches a little bit. So our main uh, content here, listeners, is uh, the Aim Higher episode, which is Michael Lewis's Against the Rules, if you've never heard that podcast before. It's in its second season. This was its final episode and Michael Lewis, uh, this this season is looking at uh, coaches, and he decided to hire a coach himself. And the value of can somebody help transform me? And he uh, did it all around singing. Can you sing? You can sing, I think, right? Because you you uh, you have to a little bit with some of the yeah. I I can I can I can carry a tune and I can uh, I can hang. Um... It's not my, um, it's not something I'm like, Ooh, you know, when's the next time I can sing yeah. uh, in front of everybody. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Thing. Yeah. Um, you know, I could do it and I've, I've had to do it occasionally. Um, 
or I've chosen to do it uh, just again, kind of going back to that, you know, taking risks and, um, you know, just a way to kind of, you know, grow a little bit yeah. and try something different. So I think that's yeah. a, just a very interesting topic because you are so vulnerable. Now, if you're, if mm-hmm. you're just singing truly for yourself or whatever, people do that all the time, the stereotype of bathroom shower type of thing, whatever, usually like in the car or a lot of people put headphones on cause you can't hear yourself and they just kind of mm-hmm. let it roll. But this is like performing that, that at that level, um, and I, right. I guess the closest I can come to that is doing a presentation in, in front of a large audience, so to speak, or a, mm-hmm. a speech, I suppose, or even yeah. um, if you do writing, right? I mean, that's right. that's a major vulnerability there is 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 putting your words down on the page. So people right. and I'm, me- doing a, I'm doing a leadership conference, uh, a leadership thing at the end of the month, and they're um, incorporating into it uh, sailing lessons. Uh, and and learning how to sail and using the different components of of sailing and I think that's you know kind of on par with that you know talking about vulnerability and yeah uh, you know those kinds of things so yeah I think anytime you can tie in a real experiential type thing where it's not just in your head kind of um, coaching but yeah like you 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 see progress you know like right away you know, not right away but you can see it progress throughout um the stages i think that's uh that's that's the way to go yeah well and i got i gotta jump to the end reveal the the climax so to speak uh he he couldn't sing i mean not not well <laughs> at all i mean the beginning they're they're going through they have him singing and he's doing all the different exercises and, and whatnot right so the the coach is eric vitro uh, and this guy has, has worked with some of the, the best, uh, and actors, he, he would be the, how Michael Lewis found out about him is would, was along the lines of, he was asking, who do you go to for help? If you needed to, uh, in a movie, for example, or a television show or something like that. Now I got to be able to sing. I need some serious help, but he, mm-hmm. he also is interviewing in this episode, Bette Midler and, you know, Bette Midler has sung and recorded albums and been on Broadway and done some, some wonderful things. And he, she needed his help and went to him and got some help. And we'll talk about that a little bit, I think, but I wanted to cut to the end when he's singing this song, light a rose. What, what did what were you thinking before he was going to sing it? Were you going to be like, this is just going to be disaster or, or what were you thinking? Well, I'll be honest. I did not listen to the podcast. I read the uh, I read the article, okay. but I did not. Well, I did not listen to no, the no problem. We'll jump to. Well, then I again I I'll link that in the show notes as well. And because you got to go back, just the very end, Keith, the last couple right. minutes. So this guy, I mean, I'm thinking, wh- where is this going? You know, is this going to be all wrapped up, tied in, uh, you know, a nice little package or whatnot? Yeah. And he and, and, and I'm and I'm guessing he doesn't he he does a nice job i mean you you wouldn't again like you just said and that's why i asked that you know would you stand up and sing in front of people and whatnot and he does a very nice job again you wouldn't want to probably be buying his record or anything but it is (laughs) amazing because i'm just thinking um that it's gonna crash and and here's why the other part is that's significant to the coaching piece is when he talks to this guy to eric at the very beginning um, it, Eric talks about, well, you know, the, it's almost cliche that you can, if you set your mind to it, you can, you can be anything that you want, or you can, mm-hmm. that, that kind of thing. And he starts off and he says this to Michael Lewis and says, within reason, 
And he yep. goes on to explain, <laughs> you know, like, I can't be a basketball player. I can't go, right. you know, and he goes through a list of different things. And so I'm thinking, all right, this is going to show you that time and energy. And in the end, you transform and, you know, you, you learn some good lessons. You learn the lessons about hard work, right? I mean, things, those right. are all valuable, but within reason. And so I'm thinking, all right, here we go. He's going to sing this Lighter Rose song, which is from The Music Man, because in fifth grade, he was going to do that and it didn't work out very well. So we're going to come decades later and he's going to sing the song. And I'm going, oh, no. So it's the <laughs> big setup. And he's not too bad. It's, it's huh. quite it is truly a transformation. There is no doubt about it that with the proper coach and that time and huh. energy, you can you can really do some some serious change yeah yeah that's awesome it is so you'll have you'll have you'll have to i'll 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 hook it up for you and send the link you just got to listen to that last part because it's just uh, and then it's a it's a really nice song (laughs) so tell me about the articles then because the articles then listeners were about change either um for uh, it's going through change coaching for a change or the idea of through change. So what mm-hmm. were your thoughts as you were going through those? Um, yeah, I thought uh, the coaching for change um, was, uh, was again, you know, I, I've read tons of articles like this, um, but I, I, still, I still gravitate towards them, and I still find, you know, always find a little nugget or two. Um, and uh, I thought... Um, you know, just kind of from the uh, talking about uh, what was it new, um, new behaviors. Big part is to help people experiment. Um, you know, I liked I liked that uh, versus making you adapt new behaviors. Mm, yeah, um, I think you know, kind of uh, to say, well, why don't you just try this, or why don't you try this, and why don't you try this? Because I think you know, a lot of times it's like the whole uh, you know Yoda comes in to everyone's brain, and there is no try, there is only do or do not. Yep. You know, um, and it's kind of a that's setting the bar really high, right? So like, um, and I think you can talk yourself out of certain things because you're so quick to not be able to do it that again, no one wants to be a failure. You don't want to continually you know uh fall behind um so again i think it you know the it was bolded in the article um which i read earlier which is just a big part of a coach's job is to help people experiment with new new behaviors Mm -hmm. um so i think that was uh you know a real good reminder to just be like no you don't have to nail this Uh, i just want you to try this and then you know maybe compare it with this other thing and then you know maybe you go back um but I mean, I think uh, the 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 real benefit of a coach, which I think goes back to the podcast with the the singing, is that accountability and being able to stay with people, um, to ask you know good leading questions, um, but also that you know what what do you want looking within? Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't about what I what I think you should do. Right. Um, yeah, I kind of was in that counseling thing too. Um, so yeah, I thought that was uh, that was one one insight uh, I wanted to make sure. And let me go to the uh, oh yeah, then you know kind of it starts off with um, spotting the opportunity. Yes, um, you know looking looking for you know, and that reminds me of that quiz that you just you just talked about. Like 
yeah, it, you, you change. There's the, I think there is those three kinds of change. There's that change where you absolutely have to change. Or you're going to die. Mm. Yeah. Um, it's, it's that like, you, you know, uh, it's that just absolute pure survival kind of change. You know, um, I think of people who, uh, get a really big health scare and it's like, exactly. yeah, you can continue smoking, exactly. but then you're going to die. Yeah. Um, there's that kind of change. And then there's that, um, that other kind of, you know, well, maybe we can try this. And then there's that, let's just, let's just do it. Let's be on the cutting edge. Um, you know, if we're, if we're not ahead, we're, we're behind kind of, you know, thing again, that can get a little bit intense at times, but, um, but still kind of just viewing that word as a positive rather than as a, I'm going to die. Yeah. Um, well, kind of, uh, finding that sweet spot, which is what you're kind of given those that that spectrum almost where within this article, they're talking about, you know, the, the individual needs to be um, open to that change and, and desires. There's a, the phrasing was about the desire to change versus an obligation. You can get a coach or get some, some help to, um, you know, go through something out of compliance, you know, and j- just get it done because because you have mm-hmm. to. Or what's interesting about that with your health scare is there are plenty of people who don't, which is kind of right. amazing to me. Right. Is like this is your life, and they continue to do those behaviors mm-hmm. that that don't change for the better. But this is about you know finding that sweet spot and those larger goals and um the coach being able to spot those opportunities and helping you with that groundwork so then you go right. through that experimentation and that those practices and then you see those results because you are open to the change like i want to improve yeah. i want to grow and the coach's job is again a little bit like counseling i suppose but is to ask you the good questions to help you pull it out of yourself and work yourself through it versus right. I, i've heard being in the teaching profession you know a teacher sometimes like the teacher has the information and education is trying to change to be more coach-like which would be to pull it out of you and i think education in the future is a little bit of both as far as a teacher's job because the teacher shouldn't just stand and deliver but you know these these young kids if we're middle school or elementary they don't have it in them quite yet so let's get that baseline and then find out when you're into, you know, high school and college, let's, let's work together. I think that's a great way to, to establish change. How about, yeah, and I think, I think, well, go ahead. No, I was just wondering, cause that segues to me then this other article, which was about um, the author's, you know, son and kind of being mm-hmm. forced. I mean, what, what do you think about that part then when he, you know, he, he didn't really have the choice. It wasn't a health scare, but he's put, he, he, he moves and he has to, attend a different high school and it's pretty drastic that the difference right well that's where that uh the coachability and i was i was gonna talk about how it, it having a great coach is one thing but having a person that's willing to be coached is i think a bigger part of the equation than that's ever been given credit for you know yeah um especially like i mean it's uh, and I'll, I'll answer your question in a second but it's like when you people like athletes, you know, like he's phenomenal, but he could be even better if he had a higher coachability factor. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, but in this case with the son and kind of just being thrust in this new environment, that's where I think uh, the strength of a coach's um, compassion uh, really uh, can be, uh, can help, help the coachee or the, the student um, uh, be able to really process and grow. And that's, you know, it kind of goes through these, these stages, um, similar to the grief stages, but, um, 
you know, being able to identify which phase they're in, they're stuck in. And instead of, you know, um, again, shaming or saying you got to keep moving, it's, it's just, again, I, I identifying, having compassion that, oh, you know, you're allowed, you know, you're allowed to resist, you're allowed to be angry. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think a, a great coach is, is knowing how long is, is, you know, is enough and, and versus too long versus not enough. Um, you know, cause I think it's even good to just incur, you know, I think a lot of times, Oh, you know, you want the coach to be able to be like a personal trainer, right. Where it's like, okay, yeah, you know, stay in it and keep going, you know, yeah. and work through it. And, uh, but I think, I don't know, I really like it when somebody can say, you know what, you need to lean into this emotion instead of try to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it, maybe it's even introducing them to, have you thought about, you know, uh, reflecting on, on this, this, you know, this thing uh, that you might um, not want to, um, but that would be really good for you rather than just like, oh, he's not, he's not in shock. Okay, well, let's, you know, or he's not in... Uh, in, in the anger denial. So let's just ignore, you know, cause I think, you know, as I've learned with grief is it's not, it's not linear, right. It's, mm-hmm. it, it just kind of bounces around. And so uh, change, um, as I've often told people, you know, every change is a form of loss. So I think that there's a reason mm-hmm. that it's similar to the stages of grief. Yeah. And that's where I think you get involved with like terms like growth or the, you know, we started with transformation to, to truly go through, and become something different overuses the caterpillar into the butterfly, but to truly be something different to transform you, you, you've worked through that. You, you know, the changes may or may not have been welcomed, but some of that within that process is going to be a struggle. And in order to have growth, real growth, there's gotta be some of that struggle. So to, to go through these different, you know, phases or stages or whatever, like you said, sometimes quicker than other. I mean, that is what the coach can offer is to be there and recognize that. Cause when you're immersed in it, you don't see it. Right. Like, right. like I'm caught and I'm stuck in that acceptance piece. And now I need to, um, I need to finalize and, and, and move on to get to that last, that last stage and transform and be, be new. And, and it's recognizing that the coach isn't, um, you know, impervious to, uh, to, to change, to know that just because the coach has insight into your particular change, they're also going through their own change, you know? Um, and, and I I often hear, um, you know, the coach has a coach, you know, or, Mm. um, you know, and, and to, to continually be seeking the wisdom of, of others that, everyone's at a different, uh, stage or different, they're on a different path of growth. And, you know, it's, it's seeking out, uh, those that, uh, might be able to offer you fresh insight perspective and, you know, and, and that coaching, uh, knowing not that they're some kind of, you know, um, master guru, but that they're able to, to be there, be there for you in a way that uh, you obviously can't, for yourself, but then knowing for me, it's just that kind of that humility of yeah. like, yeah, I got my own stuff that I'm going through, you know, yeah. but, uh, but I've, I've kind of seen where you're, uh, you know, I've experienced experience with, you know, your area. So, you know, if you permit me, I'd happy to walk alongside yeah. you, but that would be interesting. I, I, I find it fascinating those, and they're mainly a- athletes 
but it doesn't um it, it, it's just not a, a athletes it could be i suppose lots of different areas of life but the athlete who stays with the coach you know through through so much time and as you're saying like grows with the coach and the others are like i i need I've been here. I need a, I need a new person. I've got to mm-hmm. back to Bette Midler was, was there like, she was fine, but she needed something else. Cause she was going to be in Vegas and she needed somebody else to kind of kick her in the pants and see her in a new way. Uh, I, I pause and wonder about people like Tiger Woods, who was on the top of the, his game, you know, and then there were other variables that were involved, but I, it would be, it would be interesting to overlay you know, how we're defining success for him. I suppose it's winning these um, tournaments and such, but you know yeah. how he was doing with his coach at that time. And what was happening. Cause it's not just about, I mean, if it was just about comfortability, you know, with, with somebody, um, yeah, well, anyone can be buddies after a long period of time, but are, are, you know, are you still open to them? Right. Pushing, challenging, are they open to, you know, doing that? And I think, I think the people who succeed most are really intuitive to themselves and knowing when they need a fresh, you know, set of eyes mm. on their situation. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Time to, time to find a, a quality coach and move on to a different perspective. Yeah. Right. All right then, Mr. Long. All right. I think we've uh, done a nice job of transforming here a little bit. Um, going to take oh, yeah. some of these suggestions myself uh, and and kind of work on my mental game and see where we end up this fall with school. This has been Godfather. We appreciate you and thank you for adding some value with us to the world. Share a comment, ask a question, or reflect with a tweet on Twitter at hashtag Godfather Podcast. We create and distribute through Anchor. Please join us again next time when we'll ask more questions, explore further connections, and share our reflections to add a little value to the world. Godfather artwork is designed by Chuck Bennis. Our theme music is from The Godfather, composed by Nita Roda. Who, Zoom, and Who comes from Aretha Franklin, with transition music by Led Zeppelin and Ray LeMontagne. Outro music today is being performed by David Bowie. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts and follow us on Facebook. If we have added a little value to your life, subscribe and tell a friend.